Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. This fantastic episode is sponsored by UniBuddy. UniBuddy is the global leading digital peer-to-peer student engagement platform, making human connection key to college decisions. UniBuddy is helping universities recruit their best fit students while creating a sense of belonging and community through the voice of student ambassadors. If you're in charge of enrollment or admissions, Learn how you can engage with students at every stage of the cycle and optimize yield with the chat and virtual live events platform purpose built for higher education. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host. Today, I have a fantastic guest to speak with me. I have AJ Farrell, and he's a project consultant at Portfolio. So welcome to the show, AJ. Thanks, Holly. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited to speak with you and learn more about the Portfolio tool and also to give our listeners an overview of this wonderful, wonderful tool that they can use in their programs and at their institutions. But before we get into that, I want you to tell me your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how did you start? Get to where you're at now. Start from the beginning. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, um, I, I won't go too far back, but uh, yeah, I uh, I actually wanted to be a high school history teacher, and so I went to to school and got a master's in education with a specialization in uh, cross cultural teaching, and I finished that up right around 2009. So right when kind of the great, the great layoffs, as I like to, like to say it was, and kind of in, uh, in teaching. And so I kind of switched over to the higher education side of the house. Nice. I did that too. And, I was a high school government teacher. So we have that I, commonality. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love history. And, and I wanted to be a high school history teacher and a water polo coach. And so, right. um, yeah. And so that kind of, you know, had to kind of put a pause on that for a little while and then got into higher ed and started doing um, it was called an instructional specialist at the time, but really kind of helping faculty with instructional best practices in their online programs. Um, I worked at an online university, Ashford University, but it's now University of Arizona Global Campus. Um, and then transitioned into the faculty support and development role. I was there for about eight and a half years. Um, did a lot of different things for quick start guides, videos. Um, I led our Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning's uh, webinar series uh, to bring in different people from assessment and, um, you know, conflict resolution and all those wonderful things that go into being a great online um, facilitator in a classroom. Um, and then uh, after I had my, my daughter, who's two and a half now, I was like, let's, let's kind of get into the ed tech space. I really like working with technology and I love the education field and love helping people. And so uh, looked online and um got hired by Instructure, aka Canvas, and they just uh, purchased a product called Portfolium. And so I, I joined Portfolium in April of 2019. So about six weeks after they were acquired and have kind of done a little bit of everything in that space from 
uh, you know, training to technical consulting and getting people set up technically um, to kind of just help doing adoption consulting and then telling people the best strategies and the best practices to roll things out. So, um, and then I've been here two years now. And so I, that's kind of my, my kind of journey here is I've been with, with the company. I love Instructure. It's great. Love, love Canvas, love portfolio. And um, excited to talk to you about it today, but that's kind of how I, how I ended up in the ed tech space. Um, so went that's from- That's a great story. And mine's very similar. Um, I, I, when I first walked into my institution or my school as a K through 12 teacher, um, my principal's like, you're going to be the ed tech person. I'm like, what is ed tech? <laughs> you know? So uh, eventually I got a set of uh, clickers and a smart board in my classroom. And then it just, it went off from there. So it sounds like our journey has been very similar. And also the fact that you have a lot of that experience in the online space and the ed tech, you can really, in the supporting the faculty role. So you bring all that knowledge with you to portfolio and supporting the, the customers that you guys serve. Um, with instructor. That's great. So being is it that I now with your journey and you sharing it, I now consider you an ed tech expert, but <laughs> I want to know personally, how would you define educational technology? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, I, the way I look at educational technology is it's a way to enhance um, the learning experience for uh for everybody. And what I mean by everybody is faculty, staff, teachers, right? Students. Um, it, these are great tools. You know, if we're talking about ed, ed tech in general is these are great tools to help supplement really great instruction, right? I, I never think that, you know, technology is going to take the place of a, of a teacher, whether it's, you know, facilitating and teaching online or, or in person, but they're great tools. Kind of like you mentioned, right? Like you started out with like a clicker, right? And it's like, hey, th those things just help enhance what you're doing in the classroom already. And the really cool part about ed tech is there's so many different avenues and, and different things that, that you're looking for, whether it's student success or assessment, um, right? Or just a student information system, right? Like how do we, how do we get information to one, one place to another? Um, all exactly. of those things I, th I think tying together. So that, that's what I would say. Awesome. And I totally agree with you. And it's just an enhancing the learning experience. And I also see it as a valuable area where you can streamline some of the workflows of the faculty or the teachers. I remember using the clickers in the classroom to give tests and between class periods, which was roughly about five minutes, I would take the test results and I would transfer them into my gradebook without having to take one slip of paper home to grade. So it, it's wonderful. It was so awesome. I bet you, I bet you the students and the parents loved you, right? Right? Like you just like they were like, oh wait, all of my stuff's already up to date instead of waiting yeah. like the, the weeks at a time, right? Yeah, definitely. They didn't have to. They didn't have to wait to get grades for very long. It was all typically up to date. So that's one of the reasons I fell in love with the tech because not only did it make my life my life easier on the back end, it also provided students with the information they need to see you know, like, am I doing well? Or if I needed, if I needed to offer them more support. So I definitely love your definition of ed tech. Now let's get into a bit about portfolio. So for the audience, when I asked this question, I asked the, the, you to explain to the listener, you know, give them a picture or tell them a, a story about what is portfolio and how does this tool help institutions or organizations in education? So a little little bit of background here, because everyone's probably like, what's portfolio? Um, 
Um, yeah, that, that's a good idea to tell them what the actual tool is. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, you know it's it's a combination of portfolio and podium, right? So kind of a place where if, if you're thinking about it, a way for students to stand up and share the skills and the things that they have, and also be able to kind of point to those skills and have artifacts. So it's it's a very multifaceted tool. Part of it, I, I always like to think of it as a pyramid, and the base is really this e-portfolio product, and you can create a profile. Um, and add certain, we call them projects in portfolio language, um, and add projects to your portfolio, tag skills. I know there's been a couple articles in EdSurge talking about transferable skills and soft skills and, you know, how do students showcase those skills when they're graduating. Yeah, definitely right? all those buzzwords surrounding how, how you show from what you're doing in higher education to jumping into the workforce. Absolutely. Right. Like you're, when you're, when you're writing your capstone paper, right. And, and people go, okay, well, great. You're now you're applying for your first job. Like, well, what skills do you have? I'm talking about, Hey, I was able to do research and sourcing. I was able to, I have organizational skills. I have critical thinking skills. This is how I'm like to point back to that work and be able to explain that. And so that's kind of the, the heart and soul of the product, right. It is really being able to showcase those skills and, and showcase the work surrounding those skills. And then we also have two other pieces to the to the product as well we have um it's called canvas pathways but it's uh think of a pathway as like a digital learning journey you can create for your students and then you can badge that learning journey and then that badge and all of that associated work shows up on the e-portfolio for the student so if i went to you know holly's holly's critical thinking pathway right and i and i finished it holly right and someone was like yeah. what does this mean i can be like hey i have these these, these skills look at it um That's and awesome. you know yeah, and you can, the nice part about the tool too is you as a faculty member or reviewer reviewing it, you can use rubrics and associate outcomes with it. So you can still kind of get some of that back in data that I know that, you know, I'm working on the higher ed side, like that's important to, for creditors and for boards and all of those wonderful things. Um, and then the last kind of piece is our program assessment tool, which allows you to do kind of secondary assessment of work. So. Um, Hey, work's already been evaluated at the course level. We want to pull it out and reevaluate it to make sure we're hitting certain outcomes at the institutional or program or course level. Um, and so we have a tool that does that. So it's kind of a little bit of everything all in one, but it, but it really the foundation is that e-portfolio and students, you know, showcasing their work and it's a student success platform. It's about, you know, making sure that students can be successful and showcase the work they're doing. Yeah, I, I have a I have a follow-up question to this one and I want to know more about so they, they have this e-portfolio tool. Now, is it something that stays with them in the institution or is it something they can take with them? So talk a little bit about how this, is it, is it dynamic? You know, can they update it throughout, you know, if they leave the institution, if it goes with them? So what are some of the um, logistics surrounding that? A huge thanks to the episode sponsor, Unibuddy. UniBuddy empowers universities to recruit, engage, and enroll prospective students through authentic peer-to-peer -peer connections. They purpose-built a digital platform for higher education because better accessibility leads to more informed decisions by students and a better yield for schools. 450 plus global partners trust UniBuddy to help them help students find a place at their institution. UniBuddy helps universities engage prospective students by leveraging chat, live events made for higher ed, 
and top-tier partnerships that expand institutional reach. Utilize the power of your student ambassadors by putting them online and building meaningful connections. Learn more at unibuddy.com. That's U-N-I-B-U-D-D-Y dot C-O-M. That's a great question. Um, it's actually free for life. So after they leave the institution, they can take it with them. They can update it. They can still populate it and do whatever they need to do. Um, and they can just add on like an additional email. Typically, you know, you're signing up with your, with your college or your institution um, and you have their email, but you can add on your Gmail, your Yahoo, um, whatever email that you that you have, personal email that you have, and you can still log in afterwards and, and update your ePortfolio. So it's also has a little bit of a social networking piece too. And you can connect with other um, other students and you know connect with them and see what they're doing. And I can see, oh my gosh, Holly is at the Edit Podcast. I always wanted to be a podcaster. Um, right. right. And I can I can reach out to you and you can be like, hey, this is what helped me and, and this is what I did on my journey. So um, it's cool. It's it's a it's a great way to kind of connect that way. So it's also like a communication networking type area too for students and they can connect with people who are, you know, maybe they were in their major or they are in their industry and then talk to them about what they did to get maybe the internship or the job that they have. So really just like that whole communication, upping your skills type of thing for the students. That's, that's fantastic. And I, I talk about this frequently on the podcast when you know, there's lots of gaps in, in education and, you know, transitioning from K to 12 to higher ed and then higher ed into the workforce or then going back to school. So I think tools like this really help to make that transition a little bit more seamless and a little bit easier. Um, and, you know, finding those partnerships among maybe the companies or the corporations that the students are going to work in. Um, so is, is there anything that portfolio does surrounding that sort of thing? Or do you advise institutions to create those partnerships or, you know, what, what's the basis for that? That's a good idea. You know, we, we really advise institutions, I would say to, to leverage the existing partnerships they have. One of the things that each customer gets when, when they purchase portfolio is um, a gallery. So think of like, a, I, I, you know, I have a, a two and a half year old, so I'm always putting pictures up on the pictures up on the refrigerator. Right. And I'm sure her classroom is, you know, covered in art, right. Of, of all the different kids. Um, but think of it as that way for your students, right? Is um, each customer is gonna have this amazing gallery of all the work students are uploading to their e-portfolio. And if you already have partnerships with existing employers, you can leverage them and have them go back to your gallery and kind of walk through that gallery, um, that virtual gallery, so to speak, right, Holly? And look and go, oh my gosh, this person has these skills in the, this project, like this is someone I wanna interview. I wanna talk yeah. to you more. Oh, so um, it's good for the company. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it's, it's good for, you know, I think it's good for a little bit of everyone, right? Like we say, hey, leverage your existing partnerships and going, hey, like, tell the people you're with to kind of bring them into your, into your gallery and show them all the amazing work your students are doing, right? And that's great from an employer perspective. But then also, you know, you talked about gaps. And I think sometimes uh, the further up you go in the, in the education chain, as far as like administrators and things, you, you know, you're not kind of hands-on with students as much. And I think, you know, being able to show them, look what our students are doing and look at the work that you're doing to be able to provide opportunities for our students, I think just kind of bridges that gap, as you said, right? And, and helps people kind of understand the, the why we're doing things and like the importance of everyone's job day to day and who are who we're out there to support, you know, which is our students. Yeah, that's, 
Fantastic. So working with the institutions and the different programs that you've worked with, what are some of the things that the students or the faculty talk about that they say works really well with portfolio? What, what types of things do they tell you that, you know, if you've done like case studies or if you've done, you know, obviously when you're working with them, you're going to figure out what works and what doesn't, but what are some of the things that they enjoy the most or that they like the most about the tool? Oh, that's a great question. Um, we, we have a case study. I know on, uh, you know, on Structure's website, the one that comes to mind is Palo Alto College. It's this, uh, I believe, a community college in, in Texas. And it's the thing they loved about it was just the, the e-portfolio piece, right? And being like, hey, I never had a place to showcase my work and to showcase what I'm actually capable of. And when I go on job interviews, I'm a little at a loss because I'm just a GPA and a and a degree, right? And so for, for the students and even for the faculty as well, being able to showcase that work and be able to say, hey, look, I have the skills you're looking for, um, you know, take a chance on me, um, you know, has been incredibly valuable. Um, a lot of first year, as you talked about, right? How do you capture your, your four years of undergraduate work, right? And, you know, at a, at a university. Um, like mine's gone mine's in the dust somewhere <laughs> yeah like I'm, I'm I look back and I'm like what did I do my freshman year of college like you know like and I'm like and it would have been so cool to see the growth right to kind of look back and see like hey, ha, 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 and, and 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 to talk about that growth like when someone's like so like what were your biggest challenges and to be able to kind of point back to like hey my sophomore class and you know and in biology like I wasn't you know I'm a history major I'm not a biology major so I had to like really overcome a lot of science terms and like and then being able to kind of talk about it and showcase that so that's always been something that's that I think a lot of a lot of the feedback I get is thank you for giving us a tool where I can showcase that work and I can talk about my educational journey um and showcase my skills that I have because I you know it's kind of how do you demonstrate critical thinking how do you demonstrate um you know, organization or leadership. Um, and I think having concrete examples, especially when you're, you know, 22, 23 years old, you're, you're coming out of, you know, higher ed, you're kind of entering the quote unquote real world for the first time. How, how, yeah. do, how do you do that? You know? Yeah. How do you, how do you step into that? And it's, it's like, you, you know, you're surrounded with all this coursework and this content and the, the flow and the cadence of being in higher education. But when you go in the, into the job, it's so different. It's so different being there, experiencing in real life, having like real consequences or taking risk or deciding which, which avenue works best for your process. You know, it's really, really different. So, um, you know, one of the things I really like it when programs have like internship opportunities or they offer students some sort of like externship to get that experience. So is there anything that um, Portfolium does surrounding that or encourages institutions to do in you know, the placement of different like internships or just sharing that information with students? It's great you mentioned that. So our, our pathway tool has, you know, we call them requirements, right? Like things you need to do on your pathway has this experience requirement type where the student actually sounds a little counterintuitive, right? But like the student actually doesn't need to to produce any work there, you can still evaluate it, but it's, hey, have you attended a job seminar? Have you done this internship? And so that pathway tool is really great because you can kind of set up things that are outside of your traditional classroom or LMS and then badge those. So you can say, hey, I have career readiness skills. Well, what does that mean? I did a elevator pitch 
I did a self-reflection. I did an internship with, you know, with a, sorry, Holly, like I, with the Ed Up podcast, right? I wanted to be a, I want to I like the it when you use the podcast as an example. <laughs> That's totally fine with me. Go ahead. Right. Like, <laughs> hey, I want to do broadcasting communication and I like education and like, you know, and now all of a sudden all these things that are kind of outside of the LMS, they can get a badge for. And then when they, you know, show up, you know, when they, when they go to an interview and they, like, Hey, I got this career readiness badge from whatever institution they go, well, what does that mean? I had to do X, Y, and Z. Here's the proof that I did it. And they can showcase that. And all of a sudden it's this kind of living, breathing thing. And it's like, Oh, this, this badge and this, this journey you went through actually means something. It's not just kind of a, a sticker. Right. Um, and we have, I mean, oof, it's, it's hard to come up with so many off the top of my head. We have a lot of institutions that are using our pathway tool to do just that, to create different kind of internship kind of pathways or opportunities, right? Um, or, or to track certain things that way. So um, I think that's, that's a really valuable part of the tool, right? It's not just that e-portfolio part, but there's this kind of other pathway part where institutions can, can build out those internships or those journeys. And stuff can be related to the work they're doing in the course, but it could also be just, you know, stuff outside of the course, which I think what you, what you got to, right? Like a lot of internships and things happen over the summer. So there's not like a, a final paper you need to write, right? But having a reflection and writing about your experience is incredibly important and being able to, to express that in a meaningful way um, to, to a potential employer or to, you know, let's say you're doing a, an exit interview for college, and talking to your to, to the you know, to your program chair, you know, with the dean of the college, whoever it may be, and, and talking about, hey, this is what was really valuable for me. So, you know, that's really wonderful that they have those talking points, and they can they can take that with them. I think students they don't realize that you know the work the work, and a lot of them do that. The work that they're doing in college is so important. It's just not a time to like at the time of self growth and awareness and all those different things that you experience, but also it's preparing you for your future. So you need some, a tool like this to be sure to showcase your best work and your best skills, um, most definitely. So let's talk a little bit about COVID. You know, we're, we're about a year and a couple months out of COVID. So how did, if any, did this impact um, Portfolio as a company or what you were doing, you know, at Instructure? Did you have to make any pivots or, or what happened? When COVID that's occurred. a great, ooh, that's good. Um, a little bit of a pivot, I would say, right? I think a lot of people were focused on student success. And then when COVID hit, um, it was building infrastructure, right? So I also sit on the, on the Canvas side of the house doing implementations for Canvas as well. And I can tell you last summer was just crazy, right? Like it, it just kind of everyone needed to go online all of a sudden and you need to build a really good online infrastructure. Um, and evaluating different LMSs and all of those wonderful things that, that come with that. So I think, you know, in general, the, the market, I'm sure, you know, you've had other, you know, guests on there speak to this as well. I'm sure you're aware, right, went from all these really cool ed tech tools to, hey, we need to kind of transition more to what's the best platform and kind of learning infrastructure we're going to have to lay down here for however long we're going to be in COVID. Um, and now that we've done that and it went from kind of survive to, okay, how do we thrive now in, in, this, in this space? We're seeing a lot, more, um, a lot more people coming back to Portfolio and really looking at our program assessment tool and going, hey, you know, we need to prove that we're meeting certain outcomes and how do we measure outcomes? How do we measure learning, you know, institutional learning outcomes or course level outcomes or program learning outcomes? 
and be able to express those in meaningful ways and reports to accreditation bodies or to you know board of trustees or whoever it may be. So that's kind of how, how it shifted a little bit. Um, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling this was coming, right? I, I'm a big fan of kind of the blended model uh, personally. Um, yeah, me too. I, I, it's, it's really the best of both worlds, you know? And you get that you get that human experience, the in-person experience, but it it does say a lot about online synchronous or asynchronous. What people have been able to do during COVID and, and education has definitely kept moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, it's a. I think everyone kind of got thrust into it, right? For those of us that have kind of been been in it for a while, it's it's been a, you know, you know, it's kind of been like finally, all right, like everyone's catching up, cool. Um, yeah, it's right. like we've we've been here since like 2000 and like early 2000s and we've been fighting this battle like it's it's relevant it works it works it works yeah it's only gotten better as we're fighting the battle but now it's like oh when we have no other choice now we see that it works so it's oh. a pandemic for people to like have their little aha moments about online education 1000%. And I think, you know, it's, uh, you know, like big universities and the universities are like, eh, we're never going to go online. I'm like, oh, we need to go online now. Like, how do, how do we do that? And then, yeah. you know, the, I did a faculty support and development. So that, hey, how do we uptrain faculty? How do we uptrain staff? Right? Because there's very, as you said, right, you were like, hey, you're the teacher, you're the tech expert, go. And now all of a sudden, it's like, hey, I have colleagues in my classroom next door that have no idea what a clicker is. And I got to like, teach them how to like bring bring all their grades and stuff over right so yeah. um it's been it's been cool seeing that and seeing like the the different com the community that's that's formed around it for not just students but for teachers and, and faculty and staff and and the many different ways that people are using different tools like portfolio and just other tools in general right because there's so many everyone needs a different piece of information or uses it in a different way so it's been really cool to see see all those wonderful things I'm so glad and I'm so glad that tools like this exist. Um, you know, a lot of the people that I've interviewed and yourself, it's just, it's so great that we had, we already had this ecosystem and existence of ed tech that can lift the faculty and the students up in support when COVID happened. Um, so I'm glad that we were in the background, like, oh, you know, this is, this really works and you should use this. And it was already there. It existed for them. They just had to reach out and ask for those support. So it's really wonderful. I, okay, so the next question, I don't want you to violate any non-disclosure agreements or anything that would get you in trouble with your boss or instructor, but what is next for you? You know, speak a little bit about the product roadmap. You're already doing wonderful things with portfolio and, you know, giving students the access to free for life and taking all these artifacts with them into the professional world. So what's next for you? What are you guys exploring? What's going to be on, what's going to be on that roadmap? good question there um you know all of the you know i would not to I, to point it back all of our all of our roadmaps if you went to i believe it's on the canvas community you can go there and look at the different um roadmaps for the different products that we have um i know there's there's been a lot kind of in progress one of the things we just recently released that i love to talk about is our user importer you know we were acquired by instructor in 2019 and then um you know, different different priorities and obviously things kind of take place as far as, you know, working with different tools. But um, we kind of are trying to mirror a lot of what uh, on the Canvas side of the house with portfolio as well. So we're, so we're integrated with Canvas, which is excellent. We have the Folio LTI. So if you are in Canvas and you click on your account settings, you can actually access your portfolio account directly through Canvas. You don't need to log into a separate website or a separate system. Um, 
So that's kind of a really big thing. Um, and then we just released a user importer. So um, a great way for, I always talk about engagement campaigns with certain e-portfolio tools and things of that nature. And so we put the hands in, in the, we put the tool, I shouldn't say hands, right? Like I have hands, we have hands. Um, but we put the, I get where you're going with it. Like sometimes your brain, when you talk about ed tech, it moves a lot faster than your mouth. And you're like, the, the words like, just. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, if you've ever watched Talladega Nights, right? Like with Will yes. Ferrell, right? Because because my last name, he's like standing there in that interview. Like, what do I do with my hands? And he's like yeah. looking at his hands, right? Like, I'm like, why? I'm like sitting here. I'm like, why am I looking at my hands? Like, no, we put the, we put, we put the power in the hands of. of there the you go. Like, nice. That's what I should say is um, to, to send out these launch emails or these engagement emails. So you can import um, a CSV file on your own and go, hey, I wanna send out this email to 50 students or 100 students or 10,000 students, whatever you want. And to say, hey, welcome to Portfolio, click here to um, create your account and to kind of really lead the charge with engagement emails and helping students adopt educational, um, you know, adopt Portfolio. But I think it kind of ties back to everything, right? Is, uh, institutions spend a lot of money on these different educational technology products and adoptions always a is always a, a point of contention right like how do we get people to adopt this um right. and, and, where do, and so where do the funds come from and you know yeah I, you need yeah you need I think we had need to have a talk of, I, there needs to be something surrounding this with like multiple vendors on the podcast and how that whole money situation thing works and you know internally in institutions but that's a podcast episode for another day <laughs> absolutely yeah because it's you know like i know what the cares act and everyone's getting funding but then it's also hey like you have certain grants and programs are using certain grants and you have to kind of prove your return on investment and how do you get people to adopt the tools that you're using um and i think when it comes to a learning management system right or a student information system it's you kind of need those right holly like you kind of you kind of yeah. need one of those now but with these kind of with these add-on tools, it's hey, how do I how do I know that we're spending our money in the right place, and how do I know that people are using it and getting value for it? Um, and so that's where kind of on that product roadmap, that importer I think really helps is it allows institutions to send out emails and kind of conduct these engagement campaigns to really drive adoption of the tool, get students using it, get students you know clicking on you know, another link in there, uh, you know, and, and Canvas and LMS, because I know sometimes it's, uh, you know, on the EdTech side, sometimes you're like, don't click on that link, right? You're like, that's not for you, um, right? This this one is one of those, yeah, click on it. We want you to get in there. So I think it kind of just helps drive, drive that a little bit. Yeah, and I love what you said at the beginning of the episode, and you're kind of, you're alluding to this again as you're talking about don't click on that link and, and different things. Um, in the fact that the technology is not replacing the instructor. And I had somebody ask me the other day, they said, do you think that um, ed tech, you know, like with AI and VR coming down, you know, and, and all those different, you know, like futuristic technologies coming down the line, do you think it's going to replace the instructor? And I'm like, you know what, in my lifetime, I don't think so, because you can't replace the human interaction, even in the online or virtual space that the students have with the faculty. I'm so connected with my students through a variety of different ways, you know, either through posting announcements or we have the synchronous sessions or the virtual office hours and just that openness and connecting with them as other human beings. I, you can't put, a machine can't do that, at least not yet. What do you think? No. No, I'm, I agree with you. And like, what I think about is graduation, right? Like how, like how cool is it when you were walking down the line 
and, and received your degrees and you were like, oh my gosh, like there's so like the, the, you recognize your professor that you've been working with or you struggled on something with and you can give them a hug and you're, you know, back, back when you, we were giving hugs, right? Um, that you, and you were like, oh my yeah. gosh. And like that, that, that interaction, right. And that kind of like, oh my gosh, like you helped me. You're this real life person who helped me and like, you know, and have a mentor. And I never, I, I'm with you. I don't think, I think it's going to help, help people and maybe streamline some of these processes and things, but I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think you're, you're going to need that, that human interaction. And that's what makes, I think education worthwhile, right. Is being able to stand in front of your students or virt virtually, right, or, or, you know, in person and see the impact you're making or pull a student aside. I used to coach water polo, right, but like pulling a student aside and being able to talk to them and be like, hey, where are you struggling here? Like, I, I you know, like, am I, am I not doing a good job? Like, is it, you know, and, and having, you know, those in-depth conversations to really help them succeed. And, um, you know, like some of my greatest victories, you know, is, is getting a student, you know, as an online faculty member as well as like, a C, a student getting a C sometimes is like the biggest victory ever. And you're like, oh my gosh, Absolutely. I can't believe we, we, we got through this together. I'm so proud of you. And they remember that. And I don't think an AI tool or something like that is ever going to replace that. I think it's just, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to do. Yes, definitely. And that very well said. And, you know, we always used to say, I used to coach field hockey. So you said you are a student athlete. So you're a student first, <laughs> you're an athlete. So I used to use that with the gals and they're like, okay. Um, so in, in wrapping things up here, I have two final questions for you, um, and they're big ones. So get ready. Did we miss anything in the episode? Did we miss talking about anything related to a portfolio, anything else you'd like to share? And then the final question is, and now that you have exposed yourself as this ed tech expert and all this experience, I want to know from your perspective, AJ, what does the future of educational technology look like? So did we miss anything? And what does the future of ed tech look like? Um, first question, no. I think you asked some great questions and I think we kind of covered what portfolio is. And I would encourage people that if they're, you know, it not to do a plug, right? But uh, you know, if you're no, interested, no, always, always plug away. Yeah, because in away, the show notes, we're gonna we're gonna put all this information <laughs> in there for the for the listeners. So yes, I would away. say I would say go to instructure.com um and and look at all the different products that we have there. Um, you know, Canvas is obviously one of our products, but we have with um a lot of K through 12 now, right? Kind of going online. We have Mastery Connect, which is able to do some some different mastery assessments and things of that nature. So I highly encourage people to go there and check that out as well as portfolio and our pathway tool and program assessment tool. And then the future of EdTech. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a good question, Holly. I mean, that's a, you know, I always like, to, it's kind of loaded, but it's kind of like, Ooh, I really want to answer this, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, is it, is it at Star Trek? That's like the final frontier, right? Is that like one, that's like, one, like one of like, I think that's what it is. We're on this, we're on this kind of horizon and you know there's been a lot of really cool great tools and i think that the future coming through is like you said there's going to be some ai stuff that i think help with processes and streamline i think student success and assessment are really going to be key focuses moving forward how do we ensure that students are successful um, at every level k through 12 community college higher ed even corporate learning Right? How do we, you know, provide professional development opportunities to to people, right? To to retain talent and, and to nurture talent, and then, um, you know, I just it's it's going to be a very interesting world in the next, you know, I would say five to seven years, right? And and different tools that come out. How do we measure 
outcomes? How do we ensure that students are actually meeting outcomes? Um, how do we report on those? What does that look like? Um, and yeah. so I think we're going to see a lot of change, you know, in the industry itself, right? Not just in ed tech and the different tools that are that are coming out, but in the industry itself. And I think you, you mentioned that when you asked your question about COVID, right? Is everyone, you and I, and I think everyone else is, as ed tech experts have been waiting for everybody to come on, jump on board of this online and, and, and enter this technology side of the house. Um, and now that everybody's there, it's, hey, we need to kind of maybe break down some silos and things that we were doing in the past that aren't as good and that we can use these different tools to help, um, you know, support our students and support our institution better. So I think that's where we are. I think AI, student success, assessment, I think all of those things are really going to be leading the future here in the next, you know, five to seven, five to 10 years. Absolutely. And I 100% agree with you. So if you're listening now and you haven't grasped onto the concept that online education, educational technology is here to stay. It's time. <laughs> and that was very well said, AJ. And it's going to change. Like I'm ready to be, and I'm not not quite ready, but I'll get there. I'm, I'm ready to be the dinosaur in the room and learn from the Gen Zers about what's coming up and what's what's the new thing and what what to do and learn all these different things. Because I know as coming into an institution as a younger person, I was always like, oh, well, you know technology really well. That was the assumption. So I'm ready to have, you know, those learning conversations around the future generations of the people that are going to be involved in ed tech when we're not there. It's uh, it's it's kind of crazy to, to think of ourselves as dinosaurs, right? Like, you know, I know. I'm, like, Wait a second. I'm not I'm a like, dinosaur I'm, I'm, yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not one yet. I'm like, am I like, you know, like, what is this? But I think you're right. It'll be really cool to see. Um, these Gen Zers, right, to be like, what, what made an impact with you? And then what cool new apps and things are they going to develop, right? Like, what are the, what are they going to come up with that we've never thought of? And, um, that's going to, you know, make, make kind of the, like, the next breakthrough in, in educational technology, right? And, and see what's, what's going to make such an impact. Absolutely. Well, AJ, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to talk to our listeners about Portfolium and sharing your education journey and into this ed tech space. It's been a wonderful conversation and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are gonna reach out to you. They're gonna go check out Portfolium and we'll put everything in the show notes. So thank you so much for your time. Excellent, thank you so much, Holly, I appreciate it. No problem. You've been listening to another episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens. <laughs>